Welcome to the Uncomplicating Weight Loss Podcast. My name is Eva Rodriguez, proud Latina, single mom, and certified integrative nutrition, health, weight loss, and mindfulness coach. I'm passionate about teaching women how to balance being busy and healthy without complicated rules or restrictions. On this podcast, I'll be simplifying weight loss concepts and mindset shifts so that you can be confident in your curves. It won't always be easy, but it doesn't have to be complicated. So I actually had a different episode outlined for this week, but at the last minute, I decided to record this one instead. And I want to tell you why. So I was putting together my session notes for one of my new clients that struggles with loving and accepting herself. And she says that that's why she sabotages her weight loss. Not even an hour later, I got a message from a listener. She said, I have struggled with my weight all of my adult life, and I'm ready to love myself again and find happiness within my body. I've tried all sorts of diets, and I've given up on myself so many times. And that's when I knew I needed to record this episode this week instead, because somebody needs to hear this today. When I first started podcasting in early 2020 with my very first podcast, not this current one, I had no idea what I was doing, but I would always just tell myself, if I can just help one person. And I struggled to grow that first podcast that I had. And I would get really disenchanted when I didn't have the downloads that I wanted to have. And I wasn't reaching the people that I wish that I could reach. And I would get really down on myself about that. And then I would go back to that sentence. If I can just help one person, then this is all worth it. That was and continues to be what drives me to show up every week and record new shows. Even when I have a whole lot of stuff going on, I just want to help as many people as I can. Even if I can just help one person, then that's success to me. So today, we're going to talk about how to love yourself unconditionally. How do you love yourself even if you want to change things about yourself and the way you look? This episode is jam-packed with action items, so I recommend having a journal handy or listening to it all the way through and then coming back a second time with your journal so that you can put these steps into practice, okay? First, I want to start with explaining the difference between conditional and unconditional love. Think about someone you love unconditionally. In my case, it's my son. There is nothing in the world my son could ever do that would make me love him any less. Absolutely nothing. There are no conditions to my love for him. That is unconditional love. So what is conditional love? I will love you as long as you do this and don't do that. Those are conditions, right? So romantic love, even love between friends and family, for me at least, is conditional. That means I can stop loving your ass if you do or don't do something. And I have stopped loving a fair amount of people in my lifetime. And unfortunately, a lot of us try to love ourselves with conditions attached as well. I'll love myself when I lose 15 pounds. I'll love myself when I make more money. I'll love myself when I become a better person. I've heard so many of these conditions. And the thing about conditionally loving yourself is that the goalposts will always move. And while 
Self-love is a journey, not a destination. Doesn't mean that you keep moving the goalposts, right? That just means it's an ongoing practice. There is no arrival. And even though I teach self-love and I practice it every day, I definitely still have my moments where I get triggered and I backslide. I don't always love what I see in the mirror. I'm not always kind to myself. It's definitely something that I have to actively practice. I wasn't raised to love myself. I didn't even know what it was until like a few years ago. And when I learned what it was, I didn't know where to even start. Now that I know what it is and how to practice it, it's just like any other practice. It needs to be nurtured. And that's what this episode is all about. Today, I'm going to give you seven actionable steps that you can take to work on unconditionally loving yourself. Loving yourself unconditionally means having a deep appreciation for who you are and accepting all the different parts of yourself, even the parts you consider negative or needing improvement. It's accepting yourself as the whole package with love. It's making peace with every part of yourself. It's demonstrating self-compassion and releasing self-judgment. That's unconditionally loving yourself. Because the truth is, your relationship with yourself is reflected back to you by the relationships around you. Because when you love yourself unconditionally, you approach life from a space of love and joy instead of from a place of scarcity and insecurity and judgment. So action step number one, we're going to start with a self-love audit. First, I want you to declare and set the intention that you will love yourself unconditionally because you deserve it. As with anything, if you're not willing to even try, you're not going to get results. It's like when people come to me for fitness and nutrition advice, but they have every excuse in the world as to why it's too hard. You have to be willing to do the work to see the transformation. So repeat after me. I, say your name, am willing to love, accept, and embrace myself unconditionally. I am willing to honor my inherent magnificence from this day forward. And so it is. Next, you're going to write down five ways you wish you were treated. For example, you may write down, I wish I was treated with respect. I wish I was better understood. Of those five ways that you listed, I want you to ask yourself, do you treat yourself that way every day? And if the answer is no, what thoughts or beliefs are holding you back from treating yourself this way? Where do these thoughts and beliefs come from? Was it how you were raised? Maybe it was something that an ex maybe said to you that you started to believe. Where do these thoughts and beliefs come from? Then for each of those five ways that you want to be treated, write down at least one action that you can take every day to treat yourself that way. For example, if you want to be understood by people, you can start by understanding yourself better by journaling on your feelings instead of judging or avoiding your feelings. So you're going to go down the list and you're going to write down at least one action item next to each of them. Action step number two, get clear on your definition of love. So ask yourself, 
What is love? What does love look like to me? What are some words that I associate with love? For me, love is compassion. Love is understanding. Love is affection. Love is acceptance. And love is safe. So once you're clear on what love is for you, then you can start showing more love to yourself. If love is showing compassion, then it's time to start showing more compassion towards yourself. If love is understanding, it's time to start understanding yourself better. So you want to ask yourself, how can I show more compassion to myself the next time I mess up? How can I learn more about myself to understand myself better? The answers to these questions will become part of your unconditional self-love roadmap. Action step number three. So if you listen to my self-care episode, I shared the concept of doing a daily check-in by asking yourself, what do I need today to feel fill in the blank? Now, another question that I want you to start asking yourself whenever you need to make a decision, whether it's big or small, is this. What would someone who loves themselves do? And then take a deep belly breath and let the answer reveal itself to you. This question puts things into a different perspective. If you're an emotional eater like I was for decades and you find yourself wanting to eat a pint of Ben and Jerry's after a stressful day, what would someone who loves themselves do? Would someone who loves themselves eat a pint of ice cream because they're stressed out and don't want to feel their feelings? Or if you said you were going to take a walk today, but now you don't really feel like it, what would someone who loves themselves do? Action step number four. Connect with your heart chakra. So I'm not going to go too deep into the chakras, but since we're talking about self-love, I cannot skip that the heart chakra is where self-love lives. I'm also a Reiki practitioner, and one thing that I know for sure is that a lot of people have their heart chakras either blocked or unbalanced. In a nutshell, the heart chakra's core energies are balance, love, self-love, and balancing your ability to give and receive freely. So a really simple way to connect with your heart space so that you can embody more self-love is to place your hand on your heart so that you can tune into the source of your love and then just breathe deeply. It's actually really hard to be upset when your hand is on your heart and you're breathing deeply and listening to your heartbeat. So this allows you to tap into your power. And the more you connect with your heart, the easier it is for you to practice compassion and learn to love and accept yourself unconditionally. Action step number five, mirror work with affirmations. So I first learned about mirror work when I discovered Louise Hay's books. And when I tell you this is so powerful, but it can also bring up a lot of emotions. So anyone who's into self-development has heard about affirmations, right? Probably from the lens of saying positive affirmations out loud or creating your own affirmations to reframe your limiting beliefs. But I want you to keep in mind that whatever you say or even think is an affirmation. So this includes all of your self-talk, the dialogue that goes on in your head throughout the day. These are all just a stream of affirmations. Affirmations can be positive and negative. And these affirmations are messages that you're sending to your subconscious that establish your habitual ways of thinking and behaving. Positive affirmations plant healing thoughts and ideas that support you in developing your self-esteem and your self-confidence by allowing you to create peace of mind 
and inner joy. Now, when we add the mirror, that's where positive affirmations will really go deep because the mirror reflects back to you the feelings that you have about yourself. Looking at yourself in your eyes in the mirror forces you to become immediately aware of where you're resisting and where you're open. The mirror will give you immediate feedback and it will show you what thoughts you need to change. Another thing that mirror work will help you with is your self-awareness because you'll start to become so much more aware of the words you say, the things you do, and how it makes you feel. Now, mirror work can be intimidating in the beginning, especially if you don't like looking at yourself in the mirror. And even if you have a good relationship with your mirror, a lot of my clients have struggled with this in the beginning, but that's why it's called work, right? It's gonna take some getting used to, but the more you do it, the easier it'll become and the less self-critical you'll be. When I first started doing mirror work, I would immediately start judging my reflection. But with time, I started learning how to be kinder to myself. And I started to believe those affirmations. So here's what I want you to do. Every day, at least twice a day. So since you're usually looking in the mirror after brushing your teeth, that's the best time to do this. In the morning and at the end of the night. What you're going to do is you're going to look at yourself in the mirror, take a deep breath in and exhale all the stagnant breath that you may be holding onto in your body. Then put your hands over your heart, look into your eyes, and repeat your favorite positive affirmations. And then always end with, I love you. So you can affirm, I am beautiful. I am lovable. I am worthy. I love you. If you find that you have negative or uncomfortable feelings in your body while doing the mirror work, then you can say this, write this down. I release the pattern in my consciousness that is creating resistance to my good. I deserve to feel good. And you can just keep repeating this until you start to feel that self-acceptance. Action step number six, inner child work. So this is another one that might get you into your feelings, but remember, that's a good thing. We want to feel all of our feelings, not just the good ones. The sad ones, the uncomfortable ones, they need to be processed and they need to be acknowledged as we work on our self-love journey because we're learning to love and accept every single part of our being. We can't reject a part of us and still be in harmony within. So part of healing is to address and accept every part of us so that we can be whole. Doing the inner child work always makes me cry because my childhood was filled with such sadness and solitude. And I know that a lot of us have a sad, lost, and lonely inner child who feels rejected or ignored. So this exercise works best if you have a photo of yourself as a child, because you're going to take some time to really look at it and study it and close your eyes and take yourself back to that time in your life and try to see what you can remember from that moment. Then take some time to talk to your inner child. Talk to her about her likes, her dislikes, her fears. Ask your inner child what she needs. Ask her, how can I help you feel safe? How can I help you feel happy? Be there for your inner child. Love her, embrace her, comfort her in every way that you wish someone would have loved, embraced, and comforted you when you needed it the most. Tell her that 
no matter what happens, he will always be there for her, loving her, guiding her. This part always gets me choked up. I did a very similar episode on my my first podcast and I could not get through recording it without crying. So this is um this is deep work, but the point of connecting with your inner child is for you to tap into and see your innocence and your inherent goodness and your inherent worthiness. And you'll want to do this often, especially if you find yourself judging yourself, criticizing yourself, or doubting your worth because you were born worthy. I said this in a recent episode. I forget which one it was, but you would never look at a baby and say, that baby is not worthy, right? You were once that baby born worthy. And the last one, action step number seven, is to write a love letter to yourself. Your handwriting is a direct line to your subconscious mind. This is why it's important to actually write it on a sheet of paper. Doing this is going to help you become more present. And it's another tool to help you with your self-awareness as well. So you're going to write this letter in third person. And it might feel weird at first, but studies show that talking to yourself in the third person can help you calm your anxiety and other intense emotions. So here are some prompts that can get you started on your letter to yourself. Dear, your name. I love how you, and just start writing. I love how you're passionate about. I'm proud of you for. And just write. And take your time with this. Treat it like your very own self-love date. Light some candles, drink some tea or glass of wine. And just really love on yourself as you write about yourself. Think about all of the things that you love about yourself. And when you're done... Read it out loud and keep coming back to it when you need a reminder of how wonderful you are and how far you've come. And that is how you create your roadmap. These are some of my favorite tools for unconditional self-love. And don't let the simplicity fool you. This is powerful, transformational work, and it will push you out of your comfort zone. This is the type of stuff that I do with my private clients. And in the beginning, they're like, it's that. And I get a lot of resistance from some of them, but I have yet to have one person say, this was not meaningful. This didn't help me. So trust me, trust the process. Louise Hay has a book called Love Yourself, Heal Your Life. I've read it a few times. And she ends every chapter with what she calls the PowerPoints. There are also seven, coincidentally, like my seven action steps. She states that, by embracing these PowerPoints as part of your belief system, you'll start to have a different perspective on yourself and on life. So here are her seven PowerPoints. Number one, we are each responsible for our experiences. Number two, every thought we think is creating our future. Number three, everyone is dealing with the damaging patterns of resentment, criticism, guilt, and self-hatred. Number four, these are only thoughts, and thoughts can be changed. Number five, we need to release the past and forgive everyone. Number six, self-approval and self-acceptance in the now are the keys to positive changes. And number seven, 
the point of power is always in the present moment. Louise Hay wrote that it's not about the people, places, or things in your life that create your problems. It's how you're perceiving and reacting to these experiences. So by taking responsibility for your life, by learning to understand your inner self, and by changing what you believe about yourself and the world that you live in, you take your power back. And remember, my friend, you are powerful. You are worthy. You are enough. And you deserve love. I'll talk to you next week. Bye for now. Thanks so much for tuning in this week and trusting that none of this has to be complicated. At the end of the day, I want you to feel empowered to know that you can have the health, the body, and the life that you desire. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode and tag me on Instagram while listening at It's Eva Rodriguez so that I can support you along your journey. I'll talk to you next week. Bye.